Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Hey, do you guys want any podcorn? I'd love some popcorn. No, 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 Pete. Uh, Podcorn. It's a marketplace for connecting podcasters to sponsorship opportunities. Wait, uh, Podcorn, isn't that who's sponsoring our show right now? Sure is, Justin. Podcorn has a great, easy-to-use interface that lets you search for advertisers for your podcast and lets advertisers search for you. So is there any popcorn or... Wait, wait, so what's the deal? If I use popcorn, I'm going to have to spend a lot of time learning about advertising and dealing with financials, which is like a money word, and selling my soul to sketchy, horrible companies that make me feel like I want to die? No, no, no. The opposite of that. I was actually shocked, and I mean this sincerely. Thanks for being unsincere every time, every moment before this. Well, it's an ad. Anyway, I took barely any time to set up, uh, and then once I did, it was actually fun to click through and find advertisers that might match well with our podcast. The whole interface is simple. Simple and straightforward, even for someone not financially minded like me. True. And once you do hook up with an advertiser like, say, Podcorn. I'm hungry. Pete, just working with them to craft the right ad is supremely simple, too. You don't have to commit to anything you don't want to do, and you can spend a lot less time looking around for advertisers and more time on making your podcast great. (laughs) Yeah, so when do we start making this podcast great? Wow. Wow. Anyway, you never give up your rights, and Podcorn is there to help protect you if there are any issues. I really can't recommend it highly enough. And hey, if you want more info, check out the link in our episode description. Once again, that's Podcorn. Podcorn? Podcorn. So is no one else craving popcorn right now? Pete, Pete come, come on. on. Just eat a meal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex and Justin. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And that's our man of the booth, Boot Man Prime. Boot Man Prime. And thank you all for coming out tonight, but I do have a breaking news item. I oh, great. Share. Yes. I uh, know. It's in this time. It's a, uh, it's a cautious time for us to be out in the world. Yes. Uh, We're not supposed to gather, go to large gatherings, and thankfully, this is not a large gathering. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, but I hope you're enjoying the uh, free toilet paper that we distributed. Exactly. As we always do. And we've been doing that for years. We yeah, always we throw have, toilet paper. This is not new. Uh, Uh, This is... So I got this right before the show. And let's just say also, uh, Pete is sick. So we're... uh, And he claims to have an unrelated virus. Right. (laughs) He said he went to the doctor and they said it was not coronavirus. It's great. Which is different than coronavirus. 100%. So it's all good. Uh, But this is related to this. This has nothing to do with comic books, but I just couldn't believe this. Not to blow up my dad's spot here. Yes. No, I love this. Uh, I'll I'll bleep the names of this. Good. Is that all right? Well, he does... This is a scoop. He does want you to get these names <laughs> yes. out there. So uh, I should probably also establish for anybody who's new for the show or hasn't listened before, my day job is mm-hmm. entertainment journalist. Journalist first, 
But only about entertainment. Uh, no, no, no. I would say entertainment first. Okay, interesting. Journalist second. Uh, my dad, I think, knows that. He's your father. Sure, he's and my father. And you talk about your life. Occasionally. Uh, here's what he said. Here is a possible scoop. And I was like, oh, great. What uh, show are we going to exactly. talk about? Exactly. Some sort of scoop about, about the next Ozark season or... of Younger or something Ooh, like that. I don't Ooh, know. Ozark. One of my favorite shows that I cover all the time. Yes. Uh, coronavirus carrier at CPAC has been identified... <laughs> As a 55-year-old doctor from Englewood, New Jersey, who attended Friday night Shabbat dinner, I nosed Clue. around. <laughs> it might be, name uh, redacted here, uh, but would need to be verified. CPAC is involved in hiding the identity of the carrier. That and, is And I turned to you amazing. after I got this text, and I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I said he should text back. One word and one word alone, sources with an exclamation point. <laughs> what I ended up texting back was, I'm not sure what I could do with this info, but thank you. I like the idea that your dad is like uh, on the outside of a building with like a meeting of conservatives inside. And he's like, I've heard Matt Gates, and he's saying, I'm about to break this whole thing wide open. <laughs> yeah. Me? Oh, I'm the father of an entertainment <laughs> journalist. <laughs> who could I text? This guy who wrote a recap of The Flash earlier today. And what what is your what does or did your father do for a living? Uh, architect. Architect. Yeah. Very. Real meeting of minds <laughs> Ar- Architect with a nose for news. Uh, yes, I think so. Uh, so there you go. If anybody can help us out there, we're ready to go uh, live with this story. Ready to blow this shit wide open. Yeah, I think... I think we're going to do it. And I'm going to check and see if any of my extended family has any scoops uh, from way upstate New York. They're like, hey, I have a feeling I know uh, the results of the 2020 election. Yeah. I think, do you know what I think it is? He knows that I have a lot of Twitter followers and he's like, he could tweet it out and really blow this open. <laughs> what a, what a <laughs> nightmare idea. Which is horrible. That would Absolutely be... Absolutely horrible. Yeah. But he's also never been on Twitter other to, to look at my tweets, so it's fine. That's nice. Which good is parents. also horrible, and don't anybody my do My mom doesn't read my tweets. That's, oh, that's for sure. Uh, I have uh, twitter.com slash azalbin as my default thing whenever I send an email, and whenever I send an email to my parents, I immediately go in and delete that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want them going Smart. there. Guys, we have a... a one of our favorite guests on the show. Yes. Very excited to have him here. Part of the family. Part of the family. He's one of the co-hosts of Marvel.com's Earth's Mightiest Show. Does lots of other stuff for Marvel.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Langston Belton. Langston Belton. Come Hello. Oh, yes. Hello. Hello, guys. What's up? How's it going? Thanks so much for coming. I'm going to leave my phone out here in case I get any more breaking news from my dad. I was going to say, man, keep your ear to the... <laughs> the railroad. You're the phone. The, yeah, I, I run. I, I, I also just love the idea of texting back sources. Yeah, it's, just, it's a strong move because you you know what it means. It implies give me your fucking sources. But yeah. it's like, but it's just like sources, and it's just you. It's, it's a digital folding of the arms. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I feel like it would light your dad up, and like it's working. I did yeah. a scoop. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't. It doesn't get jokes like that. No. He well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I bet. I bet he does. That's why he, I'm glad you didn't text him that. Yeah, I but I, so. I bet he gets the thing of we wanting to be like the uh, right. All the president's men. Yeah. Of no. This he every CPAC once in a while thing. he slips me information about stuff. Stuff or sends me scoops about things. <laughs> Wait, what? What you one? Get scoops? Were, what scoop were you like? This is a good scoop. None. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought you were the, implying one of them. Uh, was. Don't get me wrong. Love my dad. Great guy. <laughs> yeah, but he he doesn't know what I do for a living. 
No, didn't he? He was the guy that inspired, uh, thank you, Zero Dark Thirty, right? The, the, the name that I wrote? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that he cracked that whole story. Yeah. Oh, he cracked that open. And you mentioned all the president's men, and his name actually is Bob Woodward. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, that's a good thing that you should say that I should have led with that, actually. Definitely. Langston, What's always up? good to have you always here. Always good to be here. Uh, you are, as always, doing a lot of stuff with Marvel. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about one Marvel thing in particular, though. There's a new trailer for Black Widow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This week. People are for the old Black Widow? Yeah. Love yeah. Everyone's favorite spider. How can you not be? I feel like we talked about this last time. Yes. Because I, more than Black Widow even, I think people are hooking into Taskmaster. Which is, I love, because I'm a huge Taskmaster fan. However, I find it unfortunate. I'm like, the star of the movie is Black Widow. But everyone's right. like, who's Taskmaster? And I'm the jack <laughs> bag at the bar going like, let me tell you who Taskmaster is. Pull up a stool. Black Widow, B minus. No, Taskmaster. I'm like, no. I'm, and, but I know it's, it's a very important movie. I'm very, actually very, very excited about it. And I'm also really excited doubly that Taskmaster gets to be in this movie because he is my favorite Marvel villain. What bar do you hang out at where everyone's like, hey, turn the music down? <laughs> Who's Taskmaster? Uh, uh, it's a bar called Adamantium's. Uh, oh, okay. Adamandy's. Uh, right. No, I wish. Uh, no, I That's a Steel Town bar. Hey-oh! Yeah. And now the, I was going to say, now the nominees for 95th Camp, the Academy right. Awards. But um, <laughs> uh, no, I really do love the uh, Taskmaster. It's, it's interesting because people have known about the character. Uh, they've seen them, see him in comics. He, he he has a lot of like he pops up and he's one of those villains I love. He could pop up anywhere, and there's no reason why he shouldn't. Because if you don't know Taskmaster's powers, he has photographic reflexes, which means that anything that he sees, any physical ability that he sees, he can replicate. Uh, not at the same strength. Like he can watch Spider-Man fight, but he's not as strong as Spider-Man. But if you were to fight him, it would be no different than fighting Spider-Man. So in the movie, you see him using, uh, we see him use like a shield, a bow and arrow. And the big mark out moment for uh, a lot of fans was seeing in the trailer, spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't gone on YouTube, uh, that he has like retractable claws like T'Challa, Black Panther, which is something that I'm like, I never even thought about that. And I would mm. not have thought about that except for the MCU's portrayal of T'Challa yeah. having those retractable claws, yeah. which I think is really, really cool. Now, is the way to defeat Taskmaster being really shitty? Yeah. And then have you know, him yeah, like, be like, oh, I have, to, like I have to fight like him. Dress up in your friend's clothes and fight the same. <laughs> like, if you were to put on, like, Dare, if, like he's fighting Daredevil. And Daredevil goes around the corner and he goes, hey, Alex, I need, you, I need your help. Put my clothes on. Go fight him. He yeah. might have a tough time for the first game. He's like, this isn't Daryl at all. And he might have a tough time. I don't know. I mean, look at my physique. You mm. are a dead physical ringer. I am. You do sure have the dressing. body and dress code of a blind lawyer. <laughs> 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 I'll give you that. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Holy smokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, like, it's a cool thing Like when, like, like there have been so many Marvel Cinematic Universe installments, which I feel like it's not fair to call them just movies because they're all parts of this whole grand narrative. But to see like another like corner like illuminated, like this kind of corner of like what was happening in Russia during the super soldier program. Like, you know, there's like, I like the idea of seeing this little pocket corner of the universe that we've only experienced like through kind of like offhand remarks from people referring to uh, Natasha's past, but now we get to see it kind of explored and fleshed out. I'll be, I'll be, I was gonna say, I'll be a little bit too late. But yeah. Yeah. Well, an, an yeah. interesting thing I think about this, and maybe this is my quarter of the internet, you know, mm. we all have our own bubbles that we exist in, but mm. I, 
when they've officially announced that, like, yes, 100% Black Widow, this is happening, I felt like the main worry in my head was everybody having this wall where it was like, well, but she died. What's going on mm-hmm. here? Did she come back? What's going on? And I feel like in the past, since the trailers have come out, nobody's asked those questions. Everybody kind of rolls with it as, oh, that was probably in the past sometime. Yeah, I think because she's like this legacy character, because when I, I thought back and I asked my friend, and I was asking her how she felt about the movie, and she said the same thing, that initially she felt this thing of like, oh, man, it should have happened a while ago. But then she realized like this character, like she was the only woman on like, in the Avengers, like in that first core group of like all of these demigods, she's that one assassin. She's that one woman that's in the thick of it. She's like, this woman means a lot more. I feel like in the grand lexicon of the Marvel cinematic universe than we have even thought initially. And I think this movie, what's cool is that people have started to go like, Oh no, you know, it's kind of cool. We never really didn't know anything about Natasha. And I feel like now that she, Sadly, spoiler alert, uh, died in, um, uh, what was the movie? Endgame. Movie? Endgame. I was going to say Infinity War, but I was like, well, it's all one story. Well, uh, let me also say on that point, yeah. I also think one reason people aren't complaining about it is because they're like, wait, what happened? Yeah. yeah. In those movies? Yeah. There was a fight. And yeah, and she fell off and then she, she turned into a gem? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like if, if it was a season of TV, what season would Civil War have taken place in? It's like Civil War... Like season three, three. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. of like the Mar- huh. of Mar of Marvel. Like when it, cause it's deep in the weeds, but it's not so deep that we're dealing right. with like like cosmic threats are not a thing that everyone's like thinking about. It's all like bureaucracy and well, but it also feels politics. like the sort of thing that the bulk of the action is going to take place uh, after Civil War, mm-hmm. right? But it would be crazy for them to not have bookends or yeah. something like that. Like somebody at Natasha's grave, because we basically skip by that at Endgame. Yeah. So you do that at the beginning and it feels pretty clear that Florence Pugh is going to take over as black widow by the end of the movie. To I me. think it'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like we have that and that's how you push things through and you make it feel like it matters and not just a tale of the Black Widow. I think, yeah, I think it's going to provide a lot of context for a lot of things that we didn't know was happening at the time, which I always think is cool. Um, I, always, I Again, I always just want, because I love the character of Black Widow. I love that there must always be a Black Widow. And I love legacy characters that have had multiple iterations, like Ant-Man, you know, you have... Hank Pym, and then you have Scott Lang, and you have Cassie Lang, hopefully, eventually. Like, and you have all these lineages of characters that have assumed the mantle of this. And I would think that I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe could benefit from creating that kind of mythology of this is not the first Black Widow. This is, right. we're getting that yeah. Black Widow number two that is so fun in comics. Well, and it definitely see, they've only touched on it a little bit in like Avengers Age of Ultron, right? And to see it in this trailer where they're doing the Red Room and all the yeah. other Black Widows and all of this stuff, it feels like, oh yeah, that's the Black Widow story. That's the one. So mm-hmm. um, it's good to see. I'm excited. Do you think this movie sets up Eternals in some way? Could you imagine? Because how? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. This is, I mean, technically, this is the beginning of the next iteration, right? Right. So why, how are they going to do that? You know what I could see? I could see them doing something really fun, almost, which is great you can do when you have, you know, good writers and you have stories with characters that have been alive for a while. I would love to see them like flies in the wall watching all of this happening. Like and literally, like, like hanging they, on they, the wall. Like yes, they are flies. In fact, <laughs> uh, no, I like I love the idea of like they, we see some we see some like maybe them at like the coffee shop 
like when uh, Sam uh, Wilson is talking to Kat, and they're there, or something like that. Like they're in, I love the idea of them being in the background, knowing this is all about to go horribly wrong. Yeah. And they've been there the entire time. I love the I think Eternals. That'd be, yeah, the Eternals have like mm. they saw the Superhuman Civil War, and they're like. All right, this is the this is the beginning of something new. Or should we get involved? And someone's like, "No, it's not for us to do." I think that be. I think that would be just as the perfect amount of cheese and the perfect amount of like. Yeah. <laughs> They've been here the entire time. That makes me think of the uh, aliens from The Simpsons yeah. that are always watching, yeah. being like, "These humans yeah. with their black widows <laughs> and their captains of America." Uh, yeah, uh, and I. I mean, I think they could do that. That would be a crazy way to set yeah. up a yeah. movie with it's supposed right? to be cool. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, we don't know what this is, right? Yeah. Like, we don't know post-Endgame what Marvel is at this point. Like, it was very clear Iron Man came out, and then two days later, they were like, then we're going to do, you know Hulk is coming out. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Thor. We're going to do Captain America. It's going to leave it into the Avengers. Yes. This is our path to this third thing. No, and it makes sense. It was, we're going to do Black Widow. We're going to do Eternals. <laughs> and then we're going to do um, a Doctor Strange sequel that is like, we're not quite sure what's also happening. Also, some TV shows and are some TV out. shows in the middle TV that shows. may or may not play into the, and it's just like, oh, well, we don't know what any of these plans are. Right. Name a thing that the Eternals are like. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, we don't know any of that stuff. And I think we're going to find out pretty quickly because they got to tell us what the next path is pretty quickly, right? Yeah. They um, have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us what it is. <laughs> yeah. They know the constituents, i.e. all of us, like they, we're all like the breathing gets heavier on the internet the more they don't. <laughs> t- like I cannot tell you how many tweets that I, Lorraine Sink, and Ryan Pinagos, a.k.a. Agent M, uh, is his full name, uh, that we've gotten. Uh, where I'll, we'll tweet out like, hey, uh, really cool, go read you know, this comic, or hey, so we're going to talk about Spider-Man costumes. I love the Spider-Man Armor Mark One, and in tweets we get, give me the Avengers trailer. And I'm like, <laughs> what are the odds that I, Langston Belton, have just on my phone have the trailer for... Avengers 5, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot to put it on the internet. Well, and let me say, I feel like that person, and there are a lot of those people, have a lot in common with Alex's dad, maybe. Well, yeah. So they got the scoop, yeah. so why don't they have the trailer? You should just tweet back. Sources? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. who told you that I have this trailer? And then sometimes, I, I can't, because I will get fired, but I always want to just make a tweet and say, like, hey, everyone, Big news. Another Avengers movie could happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Breaking and then watch news. everyone go, and go, I didn't say anything Well, the wrong. problem yeah. with that, too, is like people would literally write that up. Like yep. there's that thing that Scott Derrickson did the other day. I don't know if people saw this, but he tweeted out a thing where mm. he was like, hey, I had an idea for uh, somebody asked me. Um, about what my dream Star Wars movie would be. Yes. And it was a horror movie set on Hoth, and you don't see any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be fun? And people are like, Scott Derrickson pitched a Star Wars movie set yeah. on Hoth. It was a horror movie. And he's like, no. I was literally at a dinner party, and a six-year-old asked me, what Star Wars mm-hmm. movie would I like to do? And this is what I said. I didn't pitch it to anybody except a six-year-old. Yeah. Now, granted, the six-year-old is in charge of Warner Brothers, right? Exactly. Ooh. So that, so that is- like throws a, a little bit of a weirdness in you wearing a shake, your little pants suit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pitch me something, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> what? He has a, he has a, it's a, it's a candy cane instead of a cigar. A candy cane. It's still, it's, it's still lit. It is lit. It's a lit. It's and, there's toba- lit. and there's tobacco in it. Yeah. There's, there's tobacco in it. It's tobacco 
cool or, candy cane. <laughs> what a fun birthday party. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Anyway, very good times. Yeah. Uh, so don't tweet that. Don't I will. Uh, done. I'll kick it up <laughs> the pipeline. <laughs> right, I see good. that people all the time. They go like, hey, can you ask them why they haven't? Why hasn't Ghost Rider had a son? Why doesn't Ghost Rider drive a Dodge Charger? All types of wild stuff. And I go, I, I'll kick it up the pipeline. People go, thanks. And I go, I mean, speaking of Ghost Rider, like, uh, not to keep talking about stories that I saw on the internet, but <laughs> wait, there was wait, no. a thing that cool, somebody cool. wrote up, which I didn't even want to click to because I was like, what the fuck are you talking well, you about? Did click it. Uh, I did. You <laughs> did I, click I did. it. You bought the bait. You bad I did it. I did it. I did it. You clicked uh, it. Where they were like, MCU theory debugged Ghost Rider could not beat Thanos in Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. It was like, who confirmed that? Where wow. did you go? Sure, sure. <laughs> who I mean, did you talk to? Hawkeye, just, just a character, the character, just a character whose power levels we've never seen cinematically expressed or sure. explored or written. <laughs> right. Uh, versus another fictional character who had the power of all reality, and I'd imagine if he had the Infinity Gauntlet, all those gems, he could just will Ghost Rider away. Or Ghost Rider's like, oh, it's you, and just goes next to him and goes, "This is God now." Who knows? Right. Uh, let me just uh, caution us here as we make fun of the person who's doing what we literally do on this podcast <laughs> all the time. Yes, go on, go on. Expressing, I'm an hoping opinion. to learn my lesson. Here, go on. <laughs> Being like, yeah, this person's stupid theory. And then you literally were like, well, here's how it would go down. Uh, Thanos would do this and this and this. Uh, we have we microphones. Are... We have microphones, though. Yeah, we they, oh, true. We're very loud. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. Have you thought about Thank how God loud Twitter doesn't have microphones? <laughs> if that happens, we're in serious trouble. Uh, all right. Check out Earth's Mightiest Show. And we're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call The Stack. The Stack. And in The Stack, we're going to talk about a couple of books that came out this week. Uh, kicking it off with Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 16. Yes. What's going on in this one? So in this, <laughs> in this comic, it's, there are two stories here. And um, the first one is Miles is babysitting his baby sister. Um, they're going out for a walk. There's trouble in the sewer, and so he does the normal thing. As a parent, you understand this sure. as well. He webs up uh, his sister to him and goes into a New York City sewer to right. help a person. Um, fun, fun, just a fun story. Yeah, I, Almost, uh, uh, I web up my dad all the time and go into the sewer looking for clues. You, who <laughs> <laughs> you web him up to you? Who's carrying who? I mean, uh, it's I, sort of. A, I, I'll tell you what. I don't know who's carrying you, but I do look down and there's only one set of footprints. That's, <laughs> I was just going to say that. It's great. Uh, real footprint scenario. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Classic. And so that story, I was odd. It felt oddly light uh, in the front of this. And then the backstory is actually wildly uh, different. It's the uh, Prowler, who is uh, Miles's uncle. Mm-hmm. is uh, brought to uh, meet up with this dude who ultimatum, who's the big villain here, and is my, the Miles Morales from M- the Marvel 616. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you're from another universe. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's what I want to talk about with this. It's interesting that they're sort of being like, hey, remember the Ultimate Universe? Well, now we're going to talk about it again. Because we did a lot of work to not ever have to talk about well, it Well, it's coming back, right? It's Langston? Hmm? Is it coming back, the Ultimate Universe? It might. Oh, okay. It could. I, I mean, thought, it isn't Donny Cates bringing it, it back? I think, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Should I tweet this at you? It's like I hope so. On yeah, a random tweet. You just, did, you just did the, the verbal here's version. The thing, here's the thing. Sometimes there are things that happen and people go like, you know, this happened. I go, I don't actually work there. I actually, oh, like, okay. but um, no, the ultimate universe, um, I had heard rumbling because a lot of times like with something that big, with something that like large, they're like, don't make any definitive statements because at any point in time, so we can go like, or we gotta retool the story, or it might get put, it might get 
retool, but also I. That's I've, called pulling a DC, by the way. Wow. <laughs> Quote unquote. Look, open the Webster's yeah. dictionary. Pulling a D. Oh, there it is. Um, uh, no, I, I love. I love the character of Miles Morales because he's like Peter wouldn't do this. Peter would not. Peter had a baby. He would give it to a stranger and go, I need you to watch my kid. And then that's a whole other book. That's not a great choice either. (laughs) Right now, that's not a great choice. But but at least webbing up the kid, like I love the idea that Miles to me reminds me of just like a a died in the wool New York kid of like, that's your sister. That you you that's you keep yeah. watch her no matter what you're and, doing and all he's hearing is is his mom's words like i don't get, i don't care if you are spider-man you watch this child so i love the idea that he goes into the sewer and uh fights a quote a chonky a chonky <laughs> alligator yeah, as he calls it very chunk. that it's alligator a, was huge it's a thick yeah. boy with two c's yeah very, yeah, very thick gator uh, uh hashtag thick uh, gator. but yeah i think like Whatever this guy's saying, the Ultimate Universe is coming back, and so wow. they're they're slowly starting to tease it out. Um, is that a good thing? The Ultimate Universe coming back? I don't know. Okay. I think it's all right. Do you like it? Uh, not. I liked uh, that Miles Morales was in it. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I f- think it's confusing in general. I uh, thought the Ultimate Universe. I thought the Ultimate for me the Ultimates was for me like the crown jewel from at least for me, of that universe, because that was, really? like, the Avengers are so outrageous and, like, a superhero team at that point. Seeing a superhero team being, like, a military subsidiary, like, it's the reason why the Avengers were they what they were in the cinematic universe, of, like, having, like, government oversight and, like, you know, the idea of, like, they're in a mansion and Tony makes sure that they're, like, that kind of real-world basis. I don't think we get an Avengers movie if the Ultimates isn't made to show, like, how it could oh, exist yeah. in the real world. So I think there's merits to it, but I think the Ultimate Universe also fell into the trap of it's an Ultimate Universe, and eventually that's going to have make, they're going to like let's make our own decisions. And then you get like you know not saying it's bad, but you get like the Maker, yeah, something like yeah. that, which is like who is still hanging around, who's still hang, which again who's still hanging around. Yeah. If I go like oh the Maker, who's that? Well, that's Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. Wait, well, Ultimate Universe? And I go. Well, you gotta go oh, read the ultimate thing. Well, yeah. I, I think it probably the, the wheel of worlds. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest problem with the ultimate universe is that it ended up being ongoing because mm-hmm. there was a point to like retelling the stories for a modern era, but at a certain point, yeah, it got too in the weeds itself. It was too convoluted. It started to intersect with the main universe. It became an alternate universe. There was back and forth. Um, I'll say my daughter is ten, and she was looking for something to read this past weekend, and I was going through my comics, and I was like, nope, that's very adult. Nope. Uh, that's very adult. No, can't read you that. You have a lot of pornographic a comics. A lot of pornogra- <laughs> pornography. As we've established on this show many times. Many times. Uh, uh, which you definitely can't read. Uh, she also is not super interested in superhero comics, generally speaking. Like, she specifically told me she doesn't want to read any X-Men stuff. And I kept being like, oh, but she this was is like, like... She's like, lay off yeah. the X-Men. <laughs> Your favorite thing, I don't like it, Dad. And yeah. I was like... I'll, I'll text you about nah, it. <laughs> don't like her. Quit pushing your mutant agenda. Uh, and after I tried to get her to she look hates into, mutants. well, she's I, a mutant. Wow. And I tried to get her to look into. I had found some interesting uh, information about somebody who may got coronavirus at CPAC, and she wasn't interested in that either. Uh, we ended up moving on. Eventually, I was like, "Oh, what about this Ultimate Spider Man thing? This is like Spider Man, but he's a teenager. Yeah. He's just figuring it out." And she's like, "Yeah, all right, I'll try it out." And she sat down and read the entire thing. And I have this volume that's like the first six volumes of it all oh, in one yeah. thing. She loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. So and I, I think, think there's merit to that. I agree, point. and I think that is what what is great about it. But 
can you imagine her being like, okay, so what happened with this? And then having to go into, well, it's what comic book, what people th- still don't like about comic books and yeah. comic book fans. The is, blob ate the wasp and then giant man ate the blob. Yeah. yeah. Well, after I uh, gave her ultimate Spider-Man, I had to read ultimates three. I had her start with that. No, that's good. Oh, no. My Lord. I was like, <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta get past the subtext of Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And Captain America going, what's going on? Good Lord. That con- i got to read that again. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> what's going on over there? Oh, uh, all right. Let's move on with the DC book, Justice League number 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice League is fighting the Eradicator, a cyborg Superman. Yeah. Uh, that's what you need to know. Yeah, that's uh, true. Do you know what I, I do like about this book? Uh, Aaron Lepestri's art. Like, just right. great superhero art. So it feels very drawn. classic. Yeah. It's interesting because this is a follow-up on a very big story from the uh, the Scott Snyder um, uh, side of things where it was, like, massive, uh, big repercussions, bringing all the characters uh, super convoluted. Uh, Lex Luthor was wearing the Martian Manhunter's suit for a while, which is um, not something you hear every day. Sure. <laughs> uh, Usually people don't wear other people as suits. That's true. Other than Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you said that like you said that like it was like Buffalo Bill, which is a fine thing that he did that. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to judge other people. Exactly. You should never judge people on what they wear, except right. for when I did <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um and this, that's a skin uh, that's a skin sweater, right? Yeah, this is a... I don't want to say where Pete is or where <laughs> Pete isn't. <laughs> but Pete is still on the show <laughs> In technically. A way. Uh great. Um uh, so this is, feels like a very a step in a totally different direction. It feels like classic Justice League, like this bad guy. We all have to come together. It's all very positive. It's like, Flash, you need to run, but you need to run very fast. Yeah. And I he does. That. He runs he does. so fast. He runs so fast, he almost leaves them behind, but then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, um, while it did feel a little bit like sort of old-fashioned, this story, I liked the, the twist at the end was great, and it was really well, uh, it's a well-constructed um, Justice League story. Yeah, this is uh, Robert Vendetti, right, is writing this? Yes. Uh, he just writes good, solid superhero comics. That's right. What do you think about this last uh, So something I love about, what I love about DC, again, is like mythology, and I think that since the DC universe is not really based in our, there's not really like, you know, you don't really focus on New York or San Francisco. You're not focusing on real cities. You get Metropolis and Gotham City. It's easier to equate like mythology and like the Eradicator. I remember first seeing the Eradicator when he was one of the four Supermen and being like, that's the worst one. But also like he has like Bret Hart shades on, which I very much <laughs> really, really love that he had like these awesome shades on. So, yeah, but see, I, but I remember I, him being the cool. I thought the Cyborg Superman cyborg was the Superman, worst one. Cyborg was the weird thing. Oh, that's was, right. He's the Eradicator, not weird. the Cyborg Superman. I get yeah. them confused. Yeah. Sorry about that. So I like the Eradicator because I, get, I didn't get it. But what I love about DC is that for me, they have and uh, and the writers that they bring on and the, the, the not the, well, no, the devotion they have to their history seeing characters that you once thought were not cool being brought back in a different context and someone goes like well if you in, if you look at them from this direction this character's awesome and the eradicator in this looks objectively to me ridiculous like the superman logo with like the two tone suit but it still looks like a like you said a classic dc villain which is like the perversion of of superman which is to me is the best dc villains are all perversions of the most powerful being in that yeah. Universe that's like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? And that's going into my thing of like, why people go like, oh, Superman stories are boring. I go, the main villain of this story 
is an offshoot of Superman. Like that to me, like yeah. that, that means that all things this universe, there's always going to be this universal constant of like the guy, the superhero. Like you get that big three, but at the end of the day, people are going to go like, who am I going to have? Who's, who's it all going to, whose fault is it going to be kind of retroactively? Well, Superman, because yeah. he is the most powerful being on this planet that has had the most crazy encounters. So I love a good job. And also, I love the Flash. So I love any story where they go like, Flash, you got to run that way as fast as you've ever ran before. And he goes, got it. And then just the, it's awesome. I just love, I love super speed and I love the Justice. I love the idea that Justice League is like, Flash, no one else runs as fast as you. So it's on you, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has and this. And they do. Yeah. It's a really great use of their resources <laughs> to have him run very fast. No one else has this. Exactly. Superman Makes could. Sense. Superman would try, yeah. but he's not but you. You're slightly faster. <laughs> slightly. You yeah. can go back That's in time. That's what's fucked up of Superman trying to be as fast as Flash. Superman shouldn't race Flash. I, I think Superman probably up. is faster than Flash. I don't think so. I don't think Flash has one thing. Yeah, so why, so why Superman's a nice that's guy. A, that's a jerk. He can also he fly. Want to so, away from him. Superman's like so nice, but he's a little cocky. They're also aerodynamic in different ways. Like one's running and one can fly. So if Superman's ever running against him and it's going, it's like too much wind resistance, he kicks those legs up and now he's flying. Brad. It's that's that's especially fucked up. The whole thing with Superman racing fra- Flash is like he doesn't he fly. He just runs. Mm-hmm. And what the fuck? Superman? Give him a break. Oh, yeah. If Superman's like, I also have um, a lasso... <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> They'd be like, okay, but don't bring it out. It's her thing. Yeah. That's why whenever they do titles, we're like, oh, yeah, Superman's a good detective. It's like, yeah, what are you fucking out of here? Exactly. He's he he stupid. Thing. He can go to the top of the city and just listen for where they are. Right. Just go like, uh, oh, that, that's the person. Yeah. Like, I, like, when he, like he, can go to, he can go to the top of the city and just look around telescopically through buildings and go, not, no, not there, not there, not there. Not there. Oh, hiding in that. Closet over there. Found him. <laughs> Found him <laughs> so through you, the wall. Do you think Superman's just like, okay, Batman, tell us what we should do. I mm-hmm. can answer this question in like 10 seconds. Yep. Yeah, probably. And he's yep. like, Flash, go ahead and run. I'll just wait here. Bruce, we're all better detectives because you decide to use the archaic method of no superpowers. <laughs> Wow. So let Flash uh, goes, search the city. Found him. Superman, search the city. Goes to the sky, looks. Wonder Woman, search the city. She goes into the town square and goes, bring me this motherfucker. Everyone goes, you're right, Diana. Here you are. <laughs> like, she has to do intimidation. She's like, I got a lasso, and I'm going to start hitting people with it until I get what I want. And Green Lantern's like, I'm in space. Like, I feel like everyone yeah. but Batman... Batman just has to be a detective. He has to be because he doesn't have any other skill yeah. but being a detective. He's also rich. He's very rich. They, he could also just ask, pay like senators to right. give him information. It would be <laughs> weird. <but, laughs> senators? <laughs> he's Batman. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's not Bruce Wayne. He's going to bribe My senators. powers are being a detective know, and bribing government officials. Let's be honest. If you had enough money as Bruce Wayne, he's naive. He ain't using it right. The real superpower of wealth is him going to the... To the government going like, I will back this. Right. But, only, you, you, but only the Senate. But would, only the Senate. Uh, he would never uh, defame House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cynical take on <laughs> DC Universe. It's like, yeah, Batman could just buy a senator and fix shit. <laughs> he really could. <laughs> yeah, he could, I guess. Technically, that's the ultimate thing in his utility belt. Lex <laughs> has, a lot Lex of ha- money. Lex hasn't because all of the things are just like, let's get Superman. They like don't want to do that. But like, so Bruce is like... Yeah. Hey, we'd like a better transit system. Also, this transit system could have some tracks for a, um, a bat-shaped 
vehicle universe. Do you think, uh, <laughs> you do you think people in the DC universe, like the Bernie Sanders style candidate, is running against Big Batman? Yes. He's like, yes. don't pay yes. to the Big Batman lobby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying he might he might be. Joe uh, it's like Joe Biden is Batman. Batman. Superman, Superman doesn't yeah. Superman doesn't wear a mask. Important important follow up. <laughs> saying, saying Joe Biden is Batman is the, the biggest compliment he's gotten in quite yeah. some time. You can imagine you yeah. you can imagine Bernie saying, you know, he doesn't wear a mask. Why is Batman wearing a mask? He comes out at night. Crime happens during the day. Economics happen during the day. Yeah. <laughs> economics, <laughs> happen. economics does happen during the day. I am once again asking you to unmask the Batman. <laughs> so then, who's Bernie in this? Uh, in I think this Bernie's the Joker in, in this. this yeah, he's Lex Luthor. Yeah, he's Lex Luthor. No, Joe Biden Harley would be. Quinn. Joe Biden would. Joe Biden like- would do would be okay with Lex Luthor, which is the downfall. When Lex comes out and goes, "I approve, Mister Biden," he's like. Um, he's fine, and yeah. everyone's like, "Boo!" <laughs> I, I see. I, I think uh, Joe Biden is sort of bizarro. Uh, he, he's like, sort of a. You're like, wait, what did you just say? Bizarro what? <laughs> like, but the character bizarro. Yeah. bizarro okay. Oh yeah. So like, they asked Joe Biden, like, "What's your opinion on healthcare?" He's like, "Me, I don't like I'm a healthcare." <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. You're like, what? And that's we, literally a speech. And then he wins another five states. Yeah, that's happening literally right now. <laughs> literally, <laughs> as we're doing this, it's show, happening yeah. as we're recording this. Joe Biden Comic is books help you states. understand yes. politics. I don't know that, but I think that. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll text my, I'm I'll so text sorry. my dad. Yeah. I'll text my dad. <laughs> he'll, he'll have the scoop. All right. Last one we're going to talk about. Daredevil 19 yes. from Marvel Comics. Oh, my God. Man. This book. We didn't talk about the last issue of Daredevil on the show, and I was bummed out about that because this title is so good. Uh, Chip Zdarsky has been writing this for quite a while, and... Uh, for the first like couple, like maybe six or seven issues, it felt like it's hard to tell where their story's going. Uh, but what he was doing was just putting pieces on the board. And the last two issues have just paid off so hard in a way that this is just is one of my favorite runs on Daredevil. It is so there's so many things happening. It's so dynamic. There's so much momentum. It f- he found a way to again reinvent Matt Murdock, have him give up Daredevil and still be a hero. It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's so many hero moments in here and so many villain moments as every single villain who has ever tormented Daredevil is amped up like they're completely souped up and are just wrecking Hell's Kitchen in an insane over-the-top action way. Every reveal of a villain is better than the last one until ultimately you get the hero reveal at the end, which is so good. It's so well-staged. It's great. It's a very good. Bullseye's How are really, you? Oh, really a jerk. So good. Not, not the, a very nice guy. Very not nice. At all. He's, he's, also another one, he's on the list. Of, I love assassin villains. I love assassin villains. I also love villains who hate the hero just incessantly. Like yeah. Sabretooth, like Wolverine could be having tea. Middle of the afternoon, Sabretooth comes to the wall, and he's like, I'm here to try and kill you. And <laughs> happy I love birthday. It. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Like Venom, like suddenly it's like, oh, I got to deal with this. So I love Daredevil because he's also in me loving Spider-Man. I love the fact that some of the other threats to New York, Daredevil kind of assimilates, but he does. he's not a Spider-Man. He deals with things in a little bit more brutal way. His superhero identity has been a little bit more ups and downs and like he's like you said he's been daredevil not been daredevil been a public daredevil and like stuff like that so i love also when villains i love when villains get together because i'm surprised it didn't happen 
all the time, but it's awesome when you see villains all unite behind their mutual dislike of one hero, and that hero kind of going like, okay. like And Daredevil's the kind of hero that I love because he's never ever like, oh boy, what's going to happen? How am I going to deal with this? It's like, I've been through so much nonsense. If I die from this, sure. I know yeah. who Doctor Strange is because he also understands that level of what the universe is. That he lives and he goes, I'll probably come back. I've probably been dead before. I might not know it, but also he still has that like street level uh, connection to like what crime is in New York City, especially like super crime, super street level crime, which is like the kingpin who is not a superhuman but has super strength and is just like this giant being, which is not he's not a superhero or villain or superhero being by any chance, but the idea he's that he's sort of the Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's sort of like that he's, that vigilante, heightened vigilante, but he like vigilante hero and also I him I still think Daredevil being blind and having hypersenses is one of the best like juxtaposition two sides of the coins yeah. in comic books, period. It's great. This issue is great. Definitely pick it up. And that's it for the stack. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to move on with our next section, which is audience questions. And for that, I'm going to go out to all of you. Yes, get out there. Look and at the hands shooting We up. got no free comics today, but that's you do right. get kisses on the mouth. Here yeah. we go. Mouth kisses, kisses on the mouth. Raise your hand. No, no, sir. Uh, you, uh, what is your name? What is your question? My name is Kevin. Uh, now that we're getting Taskmaster, uh, who is your favorite villain who either has Ooh. never been in film or has never mm. been done well in film? Who you'd Ooh. want to see done correctly? Read, Lex, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. They, you didn't think fa- the Facebook one I, was good? No. Uh, I think every Lex Luthor's gotten some part of it right, but there's never been, for me, the guy who could get away with it. Like Gene yeah. Hackman called himself a criminal mastermind. Yeah, and he was always sort of like, I'm making fun of this a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 the infamous Kevin Spacey, like he was just he was more of a villain in real life. Yeah, he was exactly he was just a villain in real life, yeah. and was just like coaxed a bit. Like there hasn't been that animated series Clancy Brown, the anger. That's what I love. I love the idea that Lex isn't like some ha ha ha. I'm gonna get Superman. It's the thing of the belief of he. I do not believe that you are what you say you are. Yeah. And that's not inherently a villainous trait. That's what he just doesn't understand that the majority of humanity doesn't see. And I feel like they've never gotten that across, the idea that Lex is not necessarily a bad guy. He might want to do bad things, but his dislike and his distrust of Superman is not xenophobic because xenophobia is based out of, unintell- is out of ignorance and stupidity. And he's not a stupid person. He goes, no. If I was that powerful, I wouldn't be that good. So I don't believe that he's that yeah, good. Yeah, it's a problem he has to solve. Yeah, so it's exactly. uh, it's less goofy. It's more yeah. just like cold and exacting. Yeah, and it's his problem. Superman's yeah. like, dude, I'm real sorry you feel that way, but that's not me. And that's what makes for me a villain is the idea that he will never face this part of himself that he knows is petty and stupid and yeah. wrong, but he never will because he's so devoted to his distrust of this, like, hero. And I, so Lex Luthor has never, for me, been done, like, like that, where, you've been, where you've been able to go, like, yeah, you know what? If I saw that thing come out of the sky and go, I'm your friend, I go, who says? Yeah, he's a hero in his own mind. Exactly, yes. And he's so busy tailoring his Martian Manhunter suit. True. <laughs> Getting the cheap uh, ones. Good question. Right. We're going to take the next one. Hey, you, oh, wow. sir, right there. Come on down. What's your name? What's your question? 
Hi, my name is Brandon, and first of all, thank you for boiling this microphone in Purell before handing 100%. it to me. Nice. Yeah, boiled Purell is the best Purell. <laughs> yeah. Dangerous, yeah. too. Uh, so my first question is, uh, well, first I just want to point something out. Has anyone else noticed that The Eternals is like just the biggest hit, the biggest black eye Marvel has landed on DC? The Be- what? The Turtles? Is that what you said? Eternals. Eternals. I thought you said the Turtles. I because like, Jack... I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Jack Kirby leaves Marvel, goes to DC, creates the fourth world, and then DC says, oh, we're not doing any more for, uh, fourth world stories. So he, he goes back to Marvel, creates the Eternals. It's like, this is not the fourth world, wink, wink. It's the Eternals. And yeah. he's basically doing... So, but uh, the New Gods were the more pop- popular franchise. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, they got the recognition. And then... Uh, they're like, we're going to have Zack Snyder bring it in, and it doesn't work out so well. And then Marvel's like, uh, guess what? We're going to do it, and even better. And now a whole generation will think, it's ours, and we've thing. taken it away from you. So like, that's the biggest hit Marvel. Unless Marvel comes up with... An a, even weirder thing. I was going to say like a Batman knockoff that actually becomes more popular than Batman. There that's are the more weirder things in the Marvel so, universe that they have not adapted. That's yes. That, that yeah. would make that if they, they could go like, you know, what we could do. Let's get the by beast in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Ooh, great. So just <laughs> con- wondering why that's happening. <laughs> exactly. They wouldn't get by beast because they don't have that level of LGBTQ. Exactly. Nick got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, just about the, what were you going to say, about the Eternals thing? I was going to say, I, uh, will, it remains to be seen a little bit if it's a huge win. It could be. It could also, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also, also, a year ago, the Eternals were something that nobody ever was like, oh, that, I love that. <laughs> well, and also, they're doing New Gods. Ava DuVernay is doing New Gods mm-hmm. with yes. Tom King. With Tom She's King. writing it and putting it together right now. And I think I think they're different enough. Like, they seem to be selling Eternals, and I guess we'll see with the movie. But it seems like there'll probably be some Kirby influence. But for the most part, it's more about, like, we're this universal super team. Uh, versus New Gods is a very different thing. It's much more Shakespearean. I, I hope think, they do a mind. deep impact Armageddon. They release the same time. Oh yeah, my God. Same New Gods and Eternals. We're going to have to and work hard on that which, New Gods Which Eternal superhero God story do you want to watch? And well, let's say, at the count of three, let's say which we preferred, Armageddon or Deep Impact. Ready? One, two, three. Armageddon. Armageddon. Okay, obviously. <laughs> Real world president. Has anyone ever said Deep Impact? Losers. Wow. Has anyone ever, anyone in the crowd is going to bat for deep impact? Remember, I called the losers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I think, technically speaking, you could probably say Deep Impact is probably the better movie. Wrong. Wow. Wrong. What are you talking Not about? Not even then? technically. I literally just said it's a better movie, and you were like, Armageddon. <laughs> all I'm saying is. And what do you mean better? Li- better, like, better made, like, all what right, do you mean the dramatic, the <laughs> dramatic arc of what this movie. What the fuck are you talking about? What I'm saying is the dramatic arc and the plot and Bruce the Willis of- doesn't have a son at the beginning of that movie. At the end, his son's name is. Ben Affleck. That's a hundred percent right. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm sure he has an name. Oh, the has space dementia. Space dementia. <laughs> it's no use. Quote. Quote. It's no use. He's got space dementia. <laughs> that. That is so crazy <laughs> that that happened in that movie. Something that no, had never no. been spoken of before in that movie and they also, never again. They also had a Gatling gun that he was misusing. On That's the, what, what, that who brought the guns? The who brought the guns up there? <laughs> Oh, Armageddon. Even though I think Deep Impact is like overall probably the more reasonable movie. Why are you continuing to go to bat for this? 
we're having. No, more. all I'm saying is I have watched Deep Impact once, and if it was ever on TV, I'd be like, I'm not going to watch that. But, but literally every time I turn on TV and Armageddon is on, I was like, well, I got to watch whatever is left of this that's movie. That's the proof. 100%. That's the proof. It could be the yeah. funeral at the end. It's the proof. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I, mm. it's interesting. Like, why? Because the asteroid hits on Deep Impact? <laughs> Technically, that's what happens. That's the difference. <laughs> that's the difference, right? Well, you it's, like uh, that? No, it's a meteor, right? In deep oh, impact cool. versus an asteroid. <laughs> cool. and get it. This is why. Right. I want, this this is why one is worse. Different movies. One's a agree. giant Michael Bay rock in space. Yeah. yeah. The other one's an asteroid. And there's also people who drill oil go into space. They drill right. into the asteroid. And, and to be fair, the asteroid is pretty evil in Armageddon. Like it roars. spiky. Yeah. It, it roars. Very does. spiky. And, and they, talk, dear, dear, dear. they talk to it like it's a character. Like, <laughs> they I'm curse at the scream. At the end, it's like, you're not going to beat me. Come on. Deep yeah. impact. Didn't yeah. make a deep impact on me. That's why nobody watches anymore. Exactly. Uh, okay. Great question. <laughs> uh, we got time for one more user over here. Come on down. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, hi, uh, my name is Mike, and I'm actually a huge Marvel fan. Spidey's my favorite, and I also nice do like role. when two group he- villains take on heroes, like when the Sinister Six, Spider-Man, Master's Evil, the Avengers, like that a lot also. Um, my question is, um, with Black Widow, um, one of the things I liked about what they're doing with this movie is, I don't, I don't know if you would feel about it, but uh, how do you feel that, after just being like the side for so long, now that Black Will's like, you know, in large and in charge and actually leading the way for this, how do you feel about that? Even though she can't lead at the dinner table, apparently. I know, right? Um, <laughs> what, well, what I'm hoping is that what I'm hoping is that this movie, because for me, there are in within Marvel, I mean, we, you have so many. There's so many women that uh, in that universe that I'm like, uh, I need I need to see on like like Sue Storm, like Susan Storm for me was big. When I was growing up and I loved the Fantastic Four, I always thought Susan Storm was like, for me, like, oh man, that's, that's the coolest. Like, that's the coolest, like, companion you could have because I always thought it was awesome they were like action scientists. So I'm hoping that Black Widow kind of opens the door and hopefully shows you because Black Widow is such a popular character like across the board. Like, I haven't really heard like anyone go like, oh, Black Widow go, oh, no. Pretty dope. Has a lot of my, a lot of my, a lot of really awesome moments in, especially in Captain America: The The Winter Soldier. I feel like a lot of people yeah. were like, Black Widow is dope and is on the level of Cap and Bucky and all of these like kind of like non-powered like superhumans that don't have superhuman powers. So I'm hoping that we get a lot more of that. I know we're getting we're getting She-Hulk and, and so, which I'm crazy excited about because that's yeah. such a cool character. But I hope that we start looking at other corners of these universes to find women whose stories are like very interesting. Cause I think black widows is, and I think the entire story of the entire red room and all these women have been through this thing and that the companionship that brings is something that I've heard many women that I've heard talk about the movie be like, it's not like her. And she was like the one woman that made out of the red room was like, no, there's all these women that have been like, you know, put through this awful thing and her reconnecting with her family, which is awesome. And also the fact that she's Russian and the fact that no one knew she even had this, like, there's no, like, cheesy, like, cameos from anyone else in the cinematic universe. It's her story. And it's not being told as, like, well, when she wasn't doing this with Captain America, it was like, no, this is Black Widow's story. And you might hear references to that because those people exist in her world. But I hope that we get to see more of these worlds explored from their point of view and not through the lens of, like, 
hanging out with Tony or hanging out with Steve. It's like their story, and here is how people hang out with them and how they f- come into the how people orbit around this character rather than them orbit around other characters. And I feel like there should be more with that across the board, be it people of color and LGBTQ A plus representation, just like more people that are the center of their own stories that are not what we've seen in the past. I think Black Widow has the absolute chance to do that. Yeah. All right, there nice. we go. And that's it for your audience questions. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Justin Ooh. Tyler. Yes. Going to do some trivia, filling in for good friend and star of this segment, Pete LePage. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to ask someone some questions, um, and you're going to win a potentially win a gift card to Midtown Comics. Um, who would like a gift card to Midtown Comics? Please raise your hand. You, sir, are the first hand up. Casual guy. hand up Casual guy. hand up guy is what we're saying now, what Pete's saying. So I'm saying it. because uh, oh, um, I'm. Uh, do you have a, a comment? Yeah, if Bruce Wayne owns any senator, it's Bob Menendez. Ah, nice. Great. <laughs> great. Good. Uh, that's he a great... He is for sale, I've, I've he, That is 100% true. Um, but we need all of the senators on the Democratic side to continue to be in their office. Uh, <laughs> um, or else we... Even him. Uh, so let's uh, talk about comic stuff, because we're not supposed to talk about politics on this show, because it's too much. Uh, <laughs> so this, um, this trivia, um, as always, is on Topical Pete News. Topical Pete news trivia. Uh, uh, question number one. This is multiple choice. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number one. Pete is sick. Diagnose him. Does he have A, Punisheritis, B, the Wolverine is too tall virus, or C, chronic being too close to his Punisher shrine? Well, I heard his Punisher shrine got taken off him. That's uh, 100% correct. So it's, I'm going to say B. The, it is. He, Wolverine is too tall virus is what is affecting him. Great answer. That is correct. For his, here, one of his favorite characters got made into a movie. Actor too tall. Uh, question number two. What does Pete need to feel better? Uh, a. A kiss on the lips from Alex. Available. <laughs> B, a very tall vodka soda. Ooh. Something that you enjoys. Or C, us not bringing up fucking Frankencastle for a fucking change. Think now think about this because one of those answers is worded in Pete's language. Yeah, and I think it's the one that would do him the most good. So C. That is C. That is correct. Yeah, that very is good. Correct. Very good. Good choice. That would make Pete feel better. Um, uh, great. You're doing really well. This is going so well. Um, you love Pete. Exactly. It's all about love for Pete. Um, don't tell him that I did this. Uh, <laughs> anyone in the audience that speaks to him on a regular basis. If there is someone here who is with him in any sort of, uh, capacity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question number three. Um, if Pete were here, he'd be... A, fully lying down somehow on this chair, which you don't think is possible, but he did it last week. Uh, (laughs) B, um, being patient zero for the LePage virus, which would be a fun new thing. Or C, choking me out because I'm doing this quiz. 
Yeah, it's going to be seen. It is seen. That is correct. Congratulations. You just won 25 free dollars in the form of gift uh, card to Midtown Comics. Uh, well, we did it. No, we're incredible. too late. Incredible. We already shook hands. You can't unshake a hand, and you can't unget a virus. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so it's great, but I'm, I'm a little confused yes. because the uh, third answers are supposed to indicate some sort of Robin Williams movie. <laughs> Not, uh, I, I know you've been sort of, uh, you've been doing the show for a long time. Sure, yeah. You've been doing the show for a long time, and so you think all quizzes are like that. But if you watch Jeopardy, right. Alex Trebek at the end isn't like, hey, uh, guess what Jamie, uh, Jamie Kennedy movie I was hiding wow. in this show. <laughs> He doesn't do that, so you don't have to... It doesn't always have to go that way. And when another star takes over for a role, they don't do it like the last one. Star. Right. Star. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's that's definitely how Broadway works, is when (laughs) a new star comes into, like, say, Hamilton, they're like, I'm going to do whatever (laughs) fucking lyrics I want. Holy smokes. That's... uh, In your face, Lynn Badwell... Uh, I'm the new star of trivia is what I'm announcing. Oh, okay. I'm That's announcing great. that here. And again, uh, please don't tell Pete I said that. Great. So Jumanji? Was uh, I, I, probably Jumanji or One Hour Photo. Let's say it was One Hour Photo. <laughs> As we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. Oh, we shit. recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice <laughs> enough to sponsor the show. I'll start. I'm looking forward to Stealth Number 1 is coming out from Image Comics. This is a new superhero st- title from Image. I don't want to say much about it. We will have a review in our Stack podcast that comes out Wednesday at 9 a.m. in its own feed as well as the comic book. You don't want to say too much about it? I or maybe, s- do you want to say a little bit about it? Like it's another like, like 30 seconds? Sure, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, the, it's like an the old school... The Wi-Fi is bad here. Keep, stop talking to me. Look up the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very much like a old school image comic superhero title up until it isn't. We'll right. get more in-depth on a review in the Stack podcast. Oh, uh, but I was blown away by it is I guess what I could probably say Because you're it. saying there's like a fun there's a good twist or something. Uh, yeah, there's oh, like a good twist. In very it. cool. Uh, don't read out anything about it. Don't know anything about it. Just pick up the title and get into it. And like yeah. I said, we'll have a lot more when we talk about it on our Stack podcast. Don't know anything uh, about Other it. stuff that's going on. Uh, there's a new issue of X-Men that has the brood in it. Yeah. I oh, yeah. love the brood as I love a villain. The brood. Yes. So terrifying. Uh, there, aren't, there aren't enough alien, alien-esque offshoots in comics that like yeah. impregnate you in horrible ways that... <laughs> That, that so, this is a very specific ask. Very, very <laughs> uh, that superheroes have to do that. Like it doesn't matter what your powers are. That everybody at some point has to deal with the brood. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter if you're the Hulk. It's like hey, it they, is crazy they that they're almost straight up aliens. Yeah, and that there's no gimmick. There's, <laughs> there's no, no gimmick. there's no like we they're don't, they don't even really Galactus. talk. <laughs> right, they don't even really talk. They're no, just they straight up, they're just straight up alien. They're uh, that's it. They do have um, the lovely Marvel trope of the venom teeth. They do have annexed yes. venom. They do have the venom teeth. No and gum. I do. Uh, I I remember it like I was first introduced with him uh, by the. Chris Claremont run on X-Men, which that is one of my favorite things about comics of all time is the way that Chris Claremont, and he did this throughout his run, but he introduced it where there was a thing with uh, Alex Summers and Lorna Polaris, and they see a whale crash out of space, and they're like, holy shit, what's this whale crashing out of space? That's crazy. Hmm. Uh, And then they go up to the whale, and they're like, whoa, look at this whale, and then it's end interlude, and then it doesn't pay off until 20 issues later or something like that, which is bonkers. That was a crazy time in Marvel Comics, Uh, uh, where Chris Claremont was just like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happened for how many issues was his run? Yeah. Uh, so many. Uh, if so happened, many. If that happened to a TV show, you'd stop watching. 
Yeah. If in the first episode a whale came from space and like for nine episodes no one said anything about that whale, you'd be like, I think this show's stupid. But he, like you said, he paid it off in such great ways. And like again, like the fact that those characters can come back now, like the brood coming back, like that feels cool for me as a comic book fan to know that thing that I loved when I was younger. It's like, oh, whatever happened to that can still be relevant and can still be like retooled and like funneled back in and made relevant again for other writers to mess with, which is really yeah, cool. I should also mention uh, that that show you were talking about where crazy fucking things happened yes. and didn't pay off for episodes and people were like, this is stupid. That was called Lost. Hey, oh, oh. I was going to make the same joke, but mine was going to be like, that's literally what Westworld is. <laughs> Westworld is like, hey, we did a thing so long ago that you forgot and now this is what it is. You're like, what? <laughs> so buckle up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> you, got a, you got a pick yet? A uh, pick for a comic, yes, yes, of course. The new comic book day. I'm looking forward to Stealth Number 1. <laughs> <laughs> which is really a good... <laughs> just kidding. Um, I'm looking forward to Decorum number one. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is by Jonathan Hickman. And um, he um, is uh, wild. He's a wild man. He's been writing these X-Men that we've been mm-hmm. talking about. And um, his books are always super dense, a ton of big ideas. Very curious to see what the fuck this one's about. I do want to mention I just uh, a push notification showed up on my phone. Apparently, Joe Biden won Mississippi and Missouri and immediately said, bring me the Batman? Oh, there it is. There it is. Weird, wow. weird push notification. Very strange. <laughs> Langston, plug your stuff. What should people check out? Uh, yes, please uh, go to Marvel.com and uh, check out Earth's Mightiest Show and on uh, Marvel's YouTube channel. You can follow me at Langston Belton on Twitter and uh, the old Instagram. Uh, just check out. We're talking about a really cool. We're, we're starting to talk about our favorite superhero costumes a lot, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan, Lorraine, and myself, we're starting to like do a lot of videos. Talking about like our favorite looks from characters over the years that are coming. We did a Blade one recently. Uh, we just shot a Blade one that is uh, my pick uh, for my favorite Blade look is uh, I didn't know that it existed until I was looking for it. Oh. It was one of those looks Ooh. that I was in my room and out loud said, what is going on? Ooh, and then nice. sent an email that said, we made this. And then everyone was like, I just I just hear I can hear like everyone going like, hey, your universe. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Amazing. Definitely and, check that out. And you want more crackpot questions from Twitter, right? I would love <laughs> as many crack I would love for everyone to ask me where the trailer for any movie is that they yeah. want coming up. Fast Fast Furious Ten, whatever yeah. it is. And I'll tell you where All it right is. Then. I might be lying. But I'll I'll just you know what? I will describe to anyone who tweets me what the trailer is, I'll describe in detail what I think that trailer might look like. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Where's the trailer for when Harry met Sally too? Oosh. Let's get off air first. <laughs> Let me get my phone. A couple of things to plug on our and uh, beyond this podcast and live show. We also do one for Riverdale, Riverdale After yes. Dark. That's every Wednesday after that show. That's Katie Keencast every Thursday after that show. Uh, we're plugging our way through Lock and Key, Lock and Key Unlocked in its own feed. We're currently almost done. Very close. Very close Very to done close. with the Netflix show at this point. What else do you want to plug, Justin? I think you could um, follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Um, you could check out um, our Facebook. Oh. Oh, that sounds uh, great. Um, and that's where we list um, people, our guests, people like Langston. Oh, very cool. You can also support us at patreon.com slash comic book club, and you get some fun bonuses in return. Uh, also, uh, am I shaking up your usual routine? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> By saying different things. And it what feels people fresh say. and new. That's no, good. Let's exactly. keep it, it fresh. Yeah, keep it fresh. I'll fresh. interrupt you more. Oh. 
Thanks. <laughs> iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to listen to the podcast and subscribe. And on iTunes in particular, please do leave us a comment. Those help us out a lot. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Langston for being on the show. Yeah. Booth Man Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you all. We're here every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Good night, guys. Thank you. Get well, Pete. Oh, no.